Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the FPL Tips video and podcast ahead of game week 14. My name's Rich and this is Fantasy Football Scout. Um, Now, thanks a lot for all the nice comments last week. It was a bit of a strange one last week because we obviously previewed game week 13. However, we were doing it before game week 12 even commenced. So this is going to be a game week 14 tips video and the deadline is obviously coming up in a few days time. We're going to try and squeeze in five different tips this week, so a few more than normal, um, and we're going to try and keep it as concise as possible and use as much data as possible from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. So don't forget to like and subscribe, and thanks again for all the comments last week. So our first one, we're going to look at the suspension tightrope again. We looked at that a couple of weeks ago. We're also going to look at Arsenal assets. They're going to be very, very popular ahead of the game week 14 deadline. We're going to discuss Zaha. Um, he's been frustrating, but he's not been awful. Um, so we're going to discuss what to do with him. Almiron, he was one we mentioned in one of the first tips videos I did. We compared him to players like in that 5 million range and he was the standout. So again, we're going to discuss Almiron um, and then captaincy for game week 14. Now, I know a lot of people are very, very sat on the captain and that's going to be Haaland. But I definitely think it's at least worth, worth a quick discussion anyway. Um, and so let's let's get straight into it. So the first one, like I mentioned, we're going to revisit that suspension tightrope. So for those watching on the video, I'll um, put everything you need on screen. But also, this is an audio podcast, so we will talk through um, exactly what we've got on screen. So I guess it's worth mentioning the World Cup's obviously coming up. So we've got three game weeks, then there's the World Cup, and then we're going to get unlimited transfers anyway. So for the whole video, it's worth bearing in mind we've only got three game weeks to go. Um, now, the, the suspension tightrope, the reason that's important is because if a player gets to five yellow cards, they're going to miss that next game. So it's just worth being aware of, you know, the players that are on that. So we've got a few Arsenal players. Well, the top two we've got here are Saliba and Jesus. They've both avoided a yellow card in, in the game week just gone. But if they were to pick up a yellow card this game week, they would miss the next one. Um, likewise, if they pick up a yellow card in 15, they're going to miss 16. So Saliba and Jesus is just worth being aware of but we're going to get to Arsenal in a completely separate tip anyway then we've got Jacob Ramsey Adam Smith of Bournemouth Hickey and Tony so Tony's a key one here a bit like Jesus he's a very very popular striker if he gets a yellow card he's going to receive a ban we've got McAllister of Brighton obviously he's on penalties you so some may own him Mark Gahey um Crystal Palace defender he's been very popular in recent weeks 4.3 million um now he just picked up a fourth yellow card so it's worth being aware that he's a risk um so maybe someone like him maybe it's not worth bringing him in now um if you own him obviously just keep him you know you're going to probably be rotating in between your starting 11 and your bench anyway but maybe you want to look at other you know cheap defenders um we've got bobby dicker of dover reed we've got harrison reed 
um, a popular 4.5 million midfielder who's scored a couple of goals this season, and Tete from Fulham. Bruno Fernandes has hit the list. So while he's, you know, Man United are looking a little better recently, but it's just been, been worth being aware rather that, you know, Bruno Fernandes is now on four yellows. And the same with Dallow. Dallow's become, I mean, he's not overly popular, but, you know, if you're looking in that, you know, Mike Guy, he kind of cheap defender range, it's worth being aware that Dallow's on four. Joe Linton and Fabian Shah, another popular cheap defender on four yellow cards. Then we've got a few Forest players, um, Cook, McKenna and Worrell. And then Benton Kerr from, from um, Tottenham as well. So, yeah, it's just being worth, you know, aware of those players that are on four yellow cards. The tip here is, you know, how are we going to deal with that? So I'd say be aware of bringing in suspended players. You know, have a look at that list before you do your transfers. Like I say, there's a couple of key strikers there, Jesus and Tony. Also, all those cheap defenders, you know, you, that you're maybe going to bring them in to play them one or two game weeks. So just be aware if a player's on the list, maybe maybe don't go for it. If you've got a few players on this list, you may well want to try and roll a transfer this week if you can. I'd say there is an exception, and we're going to move into Arsenal assets anyway soon. Um, Jesus, for example, or Saliba, you know they've got they've got a fixture coming up um, that's very very good um, in game week fourteen, and then we might be looking to move them on for fifteen or sixteen. So Arsenal may be the exception, but just be aware of that those players on the suspension tightrope. So as mentioned, we're going to move into Arsenal assets. Now, Arsenal have, so this this money game, and it's been a money game for Brighton and Liverpool, and they've struggled, they've struggled against Forest. But yeah, Arsenal got Forest at home. So a lot of people are looking to bring in Arsenal assets this week. Um, now, what I've done, um, for people watching on the video, you can probably see, um, but for people listening, I've created a table using that Fantasy Football Scout members area. Um, and I've sorted it basically by expected goal involvement. So that's where you combine your expected goals, your expected assists, and you get a number. Now, it's worth bearing in mind, this isn't non-penalty, um, the XGI number that I've come up with. So it's but, so Saka has taken a penalty, so his is boosted slightly by about 0.73, I believe. But top of this list is actually Jesus. So Gabriel Jesus, he's on that suspension tightrope, but he's attacking threat-wise. He's the best Arsenal attacker at 7.3. Um, XGI across those 11 games. To put that in perspective, Saka is the next one down at 5.89, followed by Martinelli at 4.96. Odegaard's only just slightly behind Martinelli at 4.52. And I mean, after those main four, so after Jesus, Saka, Martinelli and Odegaard, there's a substantial drop-off. So you get to Saka at 2.64. Now, it's also worth mentioning, so after that Forest game, they've got Chelsea away and Wolves away. Um, so Arsenal have obviously been very, very good this season, um, but it's two. So after this money fixture, this Forest fixture at home, Chelsea away is going to be tricky. Wolves away, I mean, I wouldn't want to say it's tricky, but you know, Wolves don't concede a lot of goals. Um, so Gabri- Gabriel is probably a very, very good asset because he's at one point five seven xgi here, um, which is clear of all their other defenders. Um, Saliba, for example, has a third of what Gabriel's putting up attacking wise. And he's actually, so Gabriel's actually 0.1 cheaper. Gabriel's 5.1 and Saliba's 5.2. So if you're looking at a defender, I think what stands out here is Gabriel is probably the one to go for. I mean, Ben White, he's only 4.5 million and 1.13 XGI. So, I mean, maybe you could look at Ben White if it's, you know, just for, you basically don't have the money to get to Gabriel. Um, But like I mentioned, the fixtures do get a little bit tougher after Forest. So, 
I'd consider bringing them in now, but you know, if you get to next game week, it's probably not going to be worth it. So I'd say with these Arsenal assets, it's now or never when we're looking at such a short time frame. And also, just to talk again about those attackers, I really would, despite Jesus being on the, on the um, suspension tightrope that we just mentioned, if it's easier for you to get to Jesus instead of Saka, who we discussed last week, and he's popular for a reason. He's got very good data. But Jesus does have better data, despite not having the penalties. So I would say, if you can get to Jesus and you can't get to Saka, go, go for it. Go for it. Honestly, I'd rather have Jesus for a free transfer, for example, then do a minus eight or a minus four to get to Saka. Because we might, these might not be long-term assets anyway. Um, I mean, nothing is over a sh- such a short span. Um, but yeah, the, the, so for me, the players that stand out, obviously Saka, Jesus and, and Gabriel are the standouts. So just to sum this up, Arsenal have a good fixture, but they're not worth heavy hits. If you can add Jesus or Saka to Martinelli, you should be well set. And it's also worth mentioning, again, that Gabriel and White absolutely dominate Saliba. So while Saliba is, you know, a very, very high scoring defender, I would go for Gabriel over Saliba. Now, the next tip is what to do with Zaha. There's a lot of frustrated owners at the moment. And I mean, it's worth mentioning just just first of all, midfielders haven't been scoring as many points as they were a couple of weeks ago. There's been a lot of midfielders that have let us down. I mean, even Saka and Foden, who we talked about, who put up incredible numbers over the last few weeks. They came out of game week 13 with a one-pointer. So it's worth showing worth showing patience. And Palace have fixtures. I mean, Palace have very, very good fixtures. They've had good fixtures for a few weeks now. And one of the reasons we bought Zaha is because those fixtures continue up to the World Cup. So they, Crystal Palace have Southampton at home, West Ham away, and then Nottingham Forest away. So I'd say that's a very, very good run. And what I put up on screen is it's a table. Um, it's sorted, once again, um, it's sorted by XGI. Um, and it shows how good Zaha has been um, f- for the money. So De Bruyne is top at 7.21. Now, I should mention these are just midfielders. I've just got midfielders. I've sorted by XGI. And they've all got either 10, 11 or 12 appearances. So they, you know, these are players who are playing a lot. So De Bruyne is top 7.21. Worth mentioning, most of those are assists. So five of his 7.21 are expected assists. So maybe not the most, you know, attacking, but you know what De Bruyne is like. It's it's all about those assists. Salah is is closely following De Bruyne, actually, at 7.06. But what's key here is his, his expected goals is 4.18 of that seven. So Salah, despite having some more... Some have said he's been a bit more creative this season, but looking purely at XG, he's very, very, very attacking. And he's quite a big distance ahead of Saka. So Saka at 5.89, Bowen at 5.28, Foden at 5.11, Martinelli at 4.96. We'll get to Almiron in a minute, who's actually almost matching Martinelli at 4.88, Gross 4.84, and then we've got Zaha at 4.7, just ahead of Son at 4.57. So I realise I've just shouted a lot of numbers there, um, but I also appreciate a lot of people are going to be listening to the audio version of this. So I, th- I think what's key here is Zaha is competing very, very closely um, with with all these other midfielders. Now, admittedly, Zaha again, he, you know, he's had penalties, which are obviously going to be helping. We can what we can do there though is we can see Zaha's had that one penalty um, because his non-penalty xG is two point five four, but his xG is three point three three. If that makes sense. So if you deduct that zero point seven two non, you know xg that he accumulated from have from having a penalty but i'd say it's it's quite key here i mean he's competing with the likes of son 
Another key thing is Zaha's had 4.7 XGI, Son's had 4.57. Zaha's actually played less games um, than a lot of these players. Because if you remember, Palace had that game called off against Brighton um, a few few game weeks ago. So Zaha's actually outperforming Son in a smaller number of games. So for me, when you combine those fixtures, Zaha and you know being on penalties, I think it's an absolute no-brainer you know, to, to keep him. I'd even consider buying him still. So for me, he's going to go absolutely nowhere in my, in my team. So just to sum that up, um, and people watching the video, we see we've got these new tip screens. Um, so what to do with Zaha, keep him. Fixtures are strong. He's on penalties and competed with the best, best midfielders in the game for a bargain price. So I think that wraps up my thoughts on Zaha. And I guess it should be worth mentioning as well. Obviously, I'm looking at this data and I'm using my own personal interpretation on it. Um, and in the last couple of games, especially the last one, I think off the top of my head, Zaha's XG was like 0.05. So obviously, I can see why people are frustrated. Um, but generally, over the season, that's why I'm so strong on keeping Zaha. Now, we're going to move into... So this is the same table as we had before. Um, but I wanted to discuss Almiron again. Just touch on it. You know, a lot of people have been... They've been monitoring over the last few weeks and he continues to score. He's actually outscoring Salah. Um, at the moment obviously he's played slightly more games you know he's played one more game um, basically on this list actually so it's the same list I just read out for those for those listening Almiron and Son have played the most games so they've actually played 12 and all these other midfielders have played 11 or 10 so Almiron has played a little more but he's up there with like I mentioned he's up there with Gross Martinelli players like that and 5.4 million with, again, pretty good fixtures. Because what's key with Newcastle is they've got two home fixtures. So they've got Villa at home. Obviously, it might be a revitalised Villa after Gerrard's got the sack. But then followed by Southampton away. And then the last game before the World Cup is Chelsea at home. Obviously, so he'll be up against Kepa. So what's what's interesting here, I think a lot of teams... I mean, I can talk for myself. I've already got three Newcastle players because I've got Pope. I've got Trippier, which seems to be a very popular combination but I've also got Botman so I can't really get to Almiron um, I'm not going to start doing you know, using two free transfers or doing a hit to get him I just feel like there's going to be certain players you could look to remove to get Almiron in basically I wouldn't force getting Almiron in his his stats are very very good but a lot of people are going to have players like Martinelli, Saka, Foden already um, I already mentioned Zaha they're all kind of in the same ballpark. Obviously, players like Saka and Foden are better. I'd even argue that Zaha's better because he's on penalties and he's played those less games. So I'd say it would take a very unique structure um, for you to need that. One player I thought of was um, Leon Bailey. Um, I realised Bailey's just come off a massive haul um, and maybe without Gerard, he's going to start to improve. But someone like Bailey, I'd look at moving to Almiron. Um, I mean, maybe even... Pereira in a couple of weeks as good as he's been um you know Fulham have got one more good fixture basically Fulham have got that game the game against Everton which a lot of people were looking to start Pereira for this week but I think 15 and 16 they play both Manchester clubs so they play Manchester City and then they play Manchester United so maybe that maybe at that stage we might look coming off the Fulham assets maybe then Almiron will be a good pick but I think just my problem with Almiron is as good as he's been it's going to be very, very hard with our teams. I think a lot of people's teams are stacked at the moment and it's almost getting to the stage now. Now we haven't got a blank game week to plan for. 
I think, and all these cheap enablers have, you know, just absolutely outperformed what we could expect in game week 13. I think it's hard to find a spot for him. So to wrap this up, keep Amaron on your radar. He's a fantastic asset if you're not already tripled up. I definitely wouldn't be selling Zaha or Salah for him, for example. But maybe someone like Bailey you could consider. But I would also say it's a bit of a luxury transfer. But he's one for me, Almiron. He's on the watch list and it's just waiting for that time to pounce. So I said there'd be a lot of tips today. So I'm sorry if I've you know sped through them. Um, the final one is going to be the game week four captaincy. And I mean, as I already mentioned, um, most people are happy just captain in Haaland and they're going to continue to do so. I think 15 and 16, so game week's 15 and game week 16, Haaland looks like an absolute no-brainer unless something happens in the Champions League that, you know, changes our opinions. But I just wanted to have this discussion quickly um, because we're looking ahead to game week 14. A lot of people went, well, no, a lot of people didn't go Salah last week, but there was about, I think it was about 5% of the top 100k um, captain Salah over Haaland last week. I was one of them, unfortunately. But it does look like a better opportunity this week to to do it. it you know, it, it depends. Like last week I said about risk appetite. I said they were very, very close. But if you've got that, you, you know, if you want to take a gamble, if you're feeling a bit risky, you can go for Salah and hope to chase that massive upside. Obviously, it, it didn't come. But Salah, again, he's so on the screen. I've got the Rate My Team tool um, for game week 14. We've got Salah projected to get 8.48 points on average. You know, if, the, if that game week was played hundreds of times, that would be the average output we'd expect to get from Salah. And he's ahead of Haaland at the moment, or he was last night, um, projected to get 6.99 points. So, and then Kane is just behind Haaland, actually, 6.36 and Son at 6.18. So again, I said it last week, I think it's just a straight shootout between Salah and Haaland. I wouldn't go looking at Spurs assets, Kane and Son, you know, as, as great as Kane has been this season. I think it's a straight shootout between Salah and Haaland. I'm probably, and I said I was going to go for Haaland last week, and I, did, I didn't do it. I changed it about five minutes before the deadline. And it, it gives me a little bit of pause for thought, looking at, you know, looking at this Rate My Team model and seeing Salah so high. Um, Haaland's obviously away at Leicester, so it's not an away game, whereas Salah is at home. You can make, I could make an argument for Salah captaincy, but I'm not going to push it too hard. I think the sensible thing after last week is to captain Haaland. But it's just worth being aware, you know, maybe something happens in the Champions League and we decide to go for someone else that's not Haaland. I don't know. Then I think it would be a no-brainer if Haaland didn't exist, Salah would be the best captain um, for this game week. So the roundup for this is that my tip is not captaining Haaland can have a huge detriment to your rank, as I found out. Salah's projected higher, but you'll be taking a huge risk if you go against Haaland. So once again, it's all about that risk appetite. Um, so I'd like to thank you um, for joining me once again um, for the Game Week 14 tips video. I hope it was helpful. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and, you know, let me know in the comments if you have any feedback. Did you prefer having five tips instead of three? Obviously, I maybe I had to speak a little bit faster, um, but I got to put through a couple more tables for you to have a look at as well. Um, but thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Good luck for Game Week 14 and I'll speak to you soon.